Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. We're here covering another Rutgers commitment on ScarletNation.com of the 24-7 Sports Network. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bobby Darren here with another commitment cast. Rutgers gets another commit, this time from class of 2024 wide receiver K.J. Duff of St. Anthony's in Long Island um, to help me kind of get a grip on what this means and, and, and how big of a commitment this is for Rutgers. I'm joined by 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan. Brian, thanks for joining us. Hey, man, my pleasure. Been doing a lot of these lately. Yeah, it feels like uh, a regularity, but uh, we uh. appreciate the time as always. Um, you know, Rutgers has been on KJ Duff for a long time. Big kid, big long receiver. Um, had a busy recruitment. What's what's Rutgers getting here? Yeah, they're they're getting a a big framed kid who shows an ability to go up and get the ball in traffic. Um, great length. You know, he's six five has a 80 inch wing, um, good get off. You know, you're talking about a kid that's for his 10 yards is in the one sevens, um, consistently, which tells you, you can, you know, you can get off the line of scrimmage and also that burst coming out of breaks. Um, you know, it's funny. He, he went around the country playing in seven on sevens and camping at places, whether it was in Florida, California and places in between. And every time he was at an event, one of our guys who was at the event would would text me or call me saying, "Hey, this this KJ Duff kid is killing it out here." And yeah. So he he had he had a really good spring. I mean, he's a kid that I've seen multiple times live. I saw him play last year. He played at Rutgers Stadium or whatever they call it now um, last season, and uh-huh. saw him at, at the camp circuit too. Um, so I'm in the pouring rain up in North Jersey this year. And I just think he's, he's been consistent and he's a kid that has a, a huge frame that he's not, I don't think he's a tight end. I think he'll stay at receiver. Um, yeah. But he's one of those guys that can create some mismatches for you. And in terms of Rutgers getting commitment, this is now the 20th commitment of the class. How big of a get for, for Rutgers is KJ Duff? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me how many they can take in this class. Um, <laughs> Not yet. I think we've covered that one a little bit. Oh, but. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, I think it's huge from, from a couple angles. I mean, first of all, you know, when I was researching the, the story just on, on just how long they've been recruiting him and when I spoke to him the other day about it, um, they, they offered him January 19th of 2022 uh, i believe he went to a basketball game if i remember right and so and they made him a priority throughout the process um and so it, it's important from the standpoint of he's a kid that they wanted they were able to stay on him he had some other big offers you know it came down to pretty much rutgers in north carolina miami was involved too but it was more rutgers in north carolina and so you always want to win those battles, right? And and then the proximity of him to campus, I think I looked, depending on the route, you know, 75 miles, which, you know, could either be an hour and a half or four days, depending on New York traffic and over the bridges. But, um, you know, that was all important just because of how much energy and effort and locale and then you know, his lead recruiter was Scott Vallone, who played at St. Anthony's. And so there's so many different things that, you know, the connections to to K.J. Duff with Rutgers and the amount of times he's been to campus. It's one of those that 
you had to get just because of how much energy, effort, proximity, ability, all that stuff that goes into it. I, I think it's really significant to get them. And, you know, Rutgers has been branching out, but really kind of planted a flag in, in the New York area and now in Long Island as well. Uh, how much is is a commitment like KJ Def maybe going to help with some other guys? And, you know, Rutgers is probably still going to stay on Josiah Brown. Does that have any impact at all? Well, I think it does. It's just it, it's familiarity. It's it's kids from that area, you know, Long Island and, um, you know, some of the boroughs of Manhattan, especially I mean, boroughs of New York, especially with Brooklyn, um, producing a lot of kids that Rutgers recruits. It, it's significant just from the standpoint of, hey, he's it, they're going to hear about him. He's going to go back home with Ian Strong, who's his former teammate, who's at Rutgers now. And it just it just keeps Rutgers um, on the mind of, of kids as they're coming up through the ranks and and as they start getting recruited a little a little later on in their careers. And so, yeah, I, I always think it's good like that. And listen, Rutgers has branched out because they've needed to. And we've talked about it before, how the talent level, especially in New Jersey, um, is not nearly what it was maybe five, six years ago even. But when you find a kid that you like, that fits what you're going to do um, and fits into your program from a personality standpoint, yeah, it's important to go get that player. Mm-hmm. And did it surprise you that he wound up at Rutgers? You followed this recruitment. There's been a lot of back and forth, you know, UNC, Miami. Uh, did, did it surprise you that he wound up uh, coming to, to Rutgers? No, I mean... No, I, I I thought he was going to Rutgers for a long time. And, you know, as I followed the recruitment and talked to Corey and talked to some people close to him, um, he always liked Rutgers. It was always comfortable when he went there for him. And I always got this sense that playing close to family was important for him and for his family. And, you know, when I spoke to him earlier this week about the commitment and, and we were going you know, talking about some of the factors that led into it. Um, when we got to his family and his mom, it, you know, the ability to play close and have family at games consistently became a factor. And in this NIL world where you can now work out deals where families can get to, you know, get to games, um, even if they're not staying home, it, it's still easier for anybody that's that's braved LaGuardia or Kennedy airports. It's still easier to drive to New Jersey than it is to fly to other places. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. And, and Brian, is this a kid that can come in and play right away? A lot of people are curious about, you know, freshman playing time and and what what will happen then. Is he a guy you think can, can come in and contribute early? I think he can just because of his frame and his skill set. You know, there's so much else that goes into it in terms of, you know, I, I always um, I, I always find it interesting when I hear kids say, well, I'm going to be able to play early because we run the same system at our high school. And it's <laughs> I've yeah, heard I that mean, one before. Yeah, you know, it's not that, even like, close. Well, I was going to say that that's like, you know, my, you know, having a kid who can who can do multiplication. And then say, no, I'm, I'm really going to have no problem with calculus because I already know math. It's still math, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Um, so, so it depends on how quick they can, you know, he can learn that stuff, um, continue to get stronger. You know, he's about 207, 208 um, was when I saw him maybe a month ago. 
And so just keep getting stronger. Uh, I think all that stuff's important. And then how quickly he can adjust to it. I mean, it, it's tough coming in and playing as a true freshman, especially in a conference like the Big Ten. you got to remember, he's going to be going up against some of these corners and stuff, 21, 22 years old in some instances. So it, it's a, it's always a big leap. I think there's a place for him to play early. I do, just given his size and and his ability to catch the ball in traffic and ability to you know extend his arms and high point it above defenders so i do think there's there's that aspect of it um so yeah could could he play yeah but there's there's so much that needs to get worked out between now and then that i think everybody always wants to know can you play early shoot man where are you going to be as a junior are you going to be a difference maker to me that's the question Good point. Good point. And, and Brian, you know KJ pretty well. What, what kind of kid is he off the field? What kind of kid is Rutgers getting along with this, you know, very good wide receiver? A really smart kid, one who has self-awareness, one who understands um, who he is as a player and also as a person. You know, I, I don't think he's a kid you're ever going to worry about getting in trouble. And when I say that, I mean, just like he's not going to be missing meetings or showing up late. He's going to give mm-hmm. a great effort. He'll be, a, he'll be a tremendous teammate. Um, he's always been pleasant in all my discussions with him. And, and, you know, the way things work, at least on my side is we we'll, I always talk to kids and, and kids are always curious about rankings and things like that. And, He's a kid that when I had spoken to him about rankings throughout his process and where he fits and and all that stuff, he, he never complained, never gave attitude, never, you know, because I, I think we have him as an 89, which is one notch below four star. And, and I think he has a chance to achieve four star status, um, yeah. you know, as we move forward. But I didn't start him out that high. He, he was not that high. And he mm-hmm. never complained. He would just be like, hey, what what do I need to do? Okay, yeah, I understand that. It's good. And it's it just, it tells me that he's smart. He's level-headed. He cares about competing. And he, he, you know, look, every kid and every person wants to get recognized for something, but it didn't consume him. And he just, he would just stay focused and move um, toward whatever, you know, just, just work hard and move forward with things. And, and I always enjoyed speaking with him and I always enjoyed his personality and his approach to things. And I, I came away always thinking, man, that's a really nice kid. And, and I think to me, as you talk to a ton of these kids and, and, you know, 95% of them are great kids. And so you sit there and, and, and just in getting to know who he is and, and learn more about him, always pleasant, always accommodating and always understanding of what other people are doing also like he's he's a pleasant kid to speak with and do you see that turning into someone who is an active recruiter because you know some kids will take a a part in recruiting other kids to the class whether it be this year or next year is is he the type of kid that has that personality he is and and he's he's pretty um easy to speak with in conversation like i said he's very comfortable with who he is you know some kids when they're 17 18 years old um, will get, I don't want to say nervous, but don't always know the right things to say. We're trying to recruit other players, but he'll have his recruiting pitch. He'll have no problem reaching out to, to people. I'm, 
I'm sure him and AJ Suarez will talk about who they want to target in terms of recruiting. And yeah. I, I think I think KJ, I don't think he'll force it, but I think he'll be um, active and he'll know who to target it. He's not going to, he's not going to start hitting up 20 kids. Come join me. He'll know who to target. And I think, um, I think he'll represent Rutgers well in that way. Nah. You know, not a ton of people to target left with the, with the class filling up, but we'll talk about numbers another time, Brian. We won't bog down with this well, one. But, no, but I mean, you know, we're, we're talking, he's a 24 kid, but you know, he'll talk to 25s. I mean, there's there's plenty of kids out there that they've come across right. each other on the camp circuit or a seven on seven circuit or that he plays against or just that he knows. Um, so there's there's plenty of kids for him to talk to. Excellent. Anything else uh, that we didn't touch on that maybe you might find, uh, you know, duly uh, something that's duly noted about uh, about KJ? Yeah, I just think for me and, and I probably should have brought it up a little earlier was just that. You know, you you need guys like this. We know what Rutgers receiver room looked like the last few years, and it's gotten better through the transfer portal and with developing some of the young guys. But this is a kid who I think can be a legit red zone threat, and his length and his size are something that you don't see a lot on the roster from a receiver standpoint. Like, I look at – you know, you go back – I mean, Brandon Coleman was a big receiver, but he was so different. He, he had – unbelievable speed and suspect hands. And I think KJ Duff, while he's not a burner, I think is a kid that could be a red zone threat, which is something that uh, you really could use. And something that they've really been without for far too long, it seems, even when you had, um, you know, big guys like Carlton Agadosi, it never seemed to use them down there. And, and um, it just seems like Rutgers has really been in need of a big receiver that they can really – be a consistent threat uh, it seems like for a long time now yeah and, and i think he'll i think he can provide that um again he's going to be going against a lot of skilled dbs once he gets to the big 10 and so strength and technique is going to be big but like i said you, you know watching him throughout the process he's not afraid to go up and get the ball in traffic his timing's really good he, you know he, he plays basketball also um good rebounder in basketball. So there's a lot of things to really like about him. Um, I I just think for me, he's something that, like you said, he's something Rutgers doesn't have really on the roster right now. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Great insight. And uh, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a real busy season for you in the month of June, but uh, (laughs) it's commitment month. We call it now. Yeah, well, hopefully July gets you some downtime and, and not so much, uh, you know, not so much on the commitment front. Yeah, you're, you're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us as well. And you can talk with myself and, and Brian anytime on the Roundtable message board. That's our VIP message board. You can jump on now. We still have a 50 percent deal going until the end of the month. Uh, that gets you access to all the message boards on the 24-7 Sports Network. We're there 24-7 hours a day talking Rutgers football, Rutgers basketball, whatever you need, we got it. Thank you for joining us. For Brian Dode, I'm Bobby Durham. We'll talk to you again.